Uh, hey everyone, good afternoon. It's your host, Gordon, and I'm here for another installment of Player Chatter Podcast. It's a new podcast I've been trying to work on. Strictly, you know, basketball topics, pretty much. And for today's episode, I kind of want to, you know, touch upon training topics. So we got all-star game selections, people who deserved it, people who's been snubbed, back and forth talks between that, things that have sprouted from that, you know, first-time all-star selections. And for those people who are about to go to the all-star game for the first time in their career, what does this mean for them? Uh, for example, watching Lori come into the league, I felt like he had potential to be something, but the way he was used to the Bulls, yeah, I kind of leaned away from him. On the Cavs, you know, I saw some glimpses of him still being that person that I thought he was going to be, but then again, just the productivity wasn't there. So like on Utah, you know, with more touches and stuff, he's emerging into this all-star Cavs player that's averaging what, about 25 and 8, 25 and 9, if I'm not mistaken shooting good splits. So does this mean, you know, is lowering that person that's going to be the casual? Let's say if it's not 25 a game every night, let's say 20 point per game score. Is this normal for him now? Is this the player he's going to be, you know, an all-star caliber player? Or this just because the roster he's on? That's what I'm really trying to get at. Like, what does it mean going forward for these players? Continue seeing that part of guess, you know, I feel like actually... Come think, I don't think James Harden got snubbed. I think people just want him there because of his name. But when we're talking about players like Tyrese Halliburton, who has been killing for the Pacers, like I don't watch too many games. I, you know, I go on Twitter, I look at my respective pages, and I actually watch plays and then you try to follow up on teams as much as I can. Instead of watching complete games, I watch here and there. But James Harden, like he's putting up, you know, that twenty point double double, sure. But Tyrese says too. Tyrese is leading the league in assists, and I'd love to believe that he's playing better defense. And uh, to continue further, I mean, another thing that I think plays a factor into James Harden not making this all-star team is is, is one guy, Joel Embiid. When it comes to the NBA, you got the people they call superstars, you got the all-stars, you got the role players, blah, 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 whatever you want to call them. I feel like the light that is shined on Joel Embiid takes away from Harden. For example, when James Harden was in Houston, when he was in Brooklyn, You'd hear stuff about him. Part of the big three with KD and Kyrie and Houston, you know, he was the one guy himself. But here in Philly, I don't really hear James Harden's name anymore. Like, I feel like it's because he's taking that a, a different approach now. He's not 35-point-per-game score that we used to love to see in, in Houston. What he does isn't as dazzling to people anymore. To hear anything about Philly is going to be about a beat. The same way in, like, no one cared about Sabonis on the Kings, you know, or hears about De'Aaron Fox that often, even though they're performing great. Um, and I feel like, you know, with Tyrese on the Pacers, you know, the Pacers itself, they're a young team, so they're going to at least have some type of buzz, you know, because each one of them, like I said, are young developing players, so each one of them has a chance to grab for the team's spotlight, if that makes sense. If Tyrese drops 30, it's going to get highlighted. If Miles Turner drops a 30-piece, it can get highlighted because none of them have that dominant position where they are the leader or the superstar for the team in a sense that Embiid or LeBron or Giannis or Jokic is to their team. That may have, you know, factored into Tyrese getting that. But another person that people believe to be snubbed was Jalen Brunson from the Knicks. Um, he's been having a good season. Even when I did watch basketball, I wasn't really much on the Knicks. I do try to watch their home games because I just like to look at the Madison Square Garden Center. But as far as that goes, I mean, I've been looking more at RJ. 
that I have at Jalen Brunson, even though I know Jalen Brunson's been snapping. Like, if I had to name the best three players on that team right now, it would be him, RJ, and obviously Julius Randle. I can see Julius Randle make it all star game, but I, I don't, that's a front court. Out of guards, I can't say Jalen Brunson was snuff. Out of guards. I'd even put, <clears throat> I'd even put James Harden above Jalen, and that might be because winning record and the uh, double double average. Speaking on that, you know, James Harden has been averaging a double-double with assists for the last five seasons, but tell the people he's a selfish player. I don't, I won't ever understand that, but that's, that's besides the point right now. I got to say, though, I mean, this is one of the all-star games. I don't even want to make an attempt at saying which team is better than the other necessarily, at least as far as the starters go, or which team is definitely going to win, because... I look at it, I mean, on one side you got LeBron, Luka, Jokic, Steph, and Zion. And then the other side is from Giannis, Kyrie, Donovan, KD, and Tatum. These are some tough teams, man. When you look at 2K and you try to make an all-star game, this is what it will come out to. I don't know how many times I've seen this, just with my, me and my own friend group. But you kind of want all of, like, you know, the passing guys on the same team. And then you got Steph, the best shooter, then Zion, you know, an elite dunker and finisher. But on the other hand, you know, you got the, the wings. You got Giannis, KD, Tatum that can get you buckets. And then you got Tyree on there, too. Arguably the most skilled players to play the game. Crazy handles. I mean, you got Donovan Mitchell. We've seen that 71-point performance. Easy 25-point per game score. Great perimeter defense. And then Giannis, I mean, back-to-back MVP Giannis, EPOY Giannis, finals of EP Giannis. Okay, anyways, anyways, this is pretty neat, you know, I'm a fan of Shea, I'm a fan of Shaw, even though this is his second All-Star appearance, he went for the first time last year, I'm happy Tyrese made it, I wouldn't say I'm not a fan of him in his game, but if I had to list favorite players, you know, he doesn't automatically come to mind, he'd be down the list, like if I had to name like my top like 50 players to watch, you know, maybe he'd be on that list, but I am a favorite of his skill set, I like two-way players, has-minded players, and that being said, moving forward, I kind of wanted to take this, talk about, you know, the All-Star game and recent events and, you know, talk about something that actually happened today, you know, the thing with Kyrie Irving and, you know, his trade requests from the Nets. Like, I could have sworn I saw a week or two ago about Kyrie saying how he wanted to stay, yada, yada, yada. But I guess, you know, looking at details of it, at least from what I've seen from um, various sources on Twitter, that he declined... The extension they they gave him and you know he wants you know more money so i guess that kind of makes sense into what i thought i saw a couple weeks ago like he wanted to stay like he wanted the extension and i guess you know just wasn't what he wanted but i don't really know but um there's quite a few teams people would like to see him on there's quite a few teams that like you know obviously he'd like to go to but i mean with the whole trade talks i mean there's a lot of teams that are looking, you know. The Raptors want young players, you know, to try to move possibly Van Fleet and um, OG. Uh, you know, the Lakers, you know, potentially, you know, try to make moves to become legit contenders. Their situation, you know, is Resto on a block. We don't know. Are they willing to give up picks? Are they trying to get picks back? You know, they just got Rui. Are they, you know, willing to see how that rides out? What are they going to do? Um, the Mavs are, you know, supposedly desperate to get a, a second star to help Luca out. Um, or at least even at the roster. I'm, I'm not completely sure what they want to do, but I've, I've 
from what I've been hearing, they really want to get a star. I guess I can ask a couple people on that. I should, that I can, you know, see if they have a better insight on the Mavericks itself. But I feel like they're still a good team. I mean, when it, was, when it comes down to it, the people around Luka have to be able to, you know, step up and be there. And, you know, considering they went to the Western Conference Finals last year, last postseason, they obviously can do it. And isn't Christian Wood out right now? Like, just so with that going on, you know, people are thinking, what is KD going to, how is KD going to react, you know, with Kyrie? Um, I've also heard a lot of talks about Miami needing to make some moves. I see fans, you know, as people, um, viewers of the NBA, uh, at least like I said on Twitter, on NBA Twitter, collectively has been saying, you know, they need to move Harrell and the whole brigade of undraftees and stuff and do something with that. But I honestly think Miami's fine. They're worse defensively as I pers- personally as I expected because, you know, they lost PJ. You know, over the years they've had solid, you know, defenders, like a few pieces. It wasn't just Jimmy. Like, they had Jimmy, they had PJ last season. At a time, they had Iggy as well. Like, they had pieces there, and now they're kind of lacking. They have a lot of, they're, they're very guard-heavy. They don't have a lot of wings. And for me, that I just prefer a team with wings. I feel like if you have a lot of versatile wings, you can really do a lot. You know, they can literally play almost any position. You got a good three or four of them. <clears throat> I feel like those, those type of players, you know, well, not defined, but they make or break a team. Like the Warriors, they have Wiggins. The Raptors, they have Siakam, OG, and, and uh, Scotty now. The Celtics, they have, you know, Tatum, Brown. I'm sure there's someone someone else I'm forgetting. You know, Marcus Smart is a great defender. You know, he's a great player on both ends as well. Most of the team I can think of. I mean, even Houston a little bit. They got, you know, Tyrese and they got Jabari. Not too many. I mean, the Clippers, you know, they got Paul George, Kawhi. You know, those wing players. You know, the Bucks, they got Middleton, Giannis. <laughs> you know, the Heat don't really have if I could think of anyone, they don't really have a second wing. The Mavs don't really have that type of wing. The Lakers don't have those type of wings. So even, I'd say even Portland has a better, you know, chance at it than them. They got Josh Hart. If I'm not mistaken, they got Winslow, you know, they have wings. Yes, um, thinking about, you know, Kyrie being started on Giannis' team for this year's All-Star game, just maybe think about that and doing it on Jordan's Day, too. I mean, that's a whole of speculation. Some people, you know, feeling deeply about that. Like, oh, okay, yeah. But me, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm celebrating Jordan's Day just like I would, you know, I celebrate Kobe's Day. I celebrate my birthday. Just like the whole Jordan Go conversation, you know, some people out there, they might not really care for him like that. I'm not saying Kyrie does, but I'm it, you just have to be open-minded to the possibility. You don't never know what's going on in the background. And as fans, we tend to not pay attention to that. We don't actively or come to that realization really easily that they are human too. They're more than just the people we see on the TV screen. But I'm liking what the Nets are doing. They are way better defensively. And man, Claxton really showing out this year. Pretty sure, um, if I'm not mistaken, he's leading the league in blocks. And it's really good for him. I'm really starting to feel like that's Philly trade. It was good for both ends. Because, you know, the Nets are doing rather fine now. And Philly is a positive record team as well. And despite what people say, I, I like Harden.
right now. I like that he's doing what he wants to do. I, f I like that he's able to play the way he wants to play. And I'm, I'm going to be a fan by default because I'm a Hakeem fan. You know, they, they play similar. And that pretty much covers it for our podcast today. Again, this is your host, Jordan. This is the Player Chatter Podcast. And really important to me that I hear how you guys feel about these things as well. How do you guys feel about the All-Star game? Do you feel like certain players were snubbed? Do you feel like certain players that even made the reserve should have been starters? Let me know. How do you feel about Kyrie and his trade request? Where do you think he should go? Should he stay or should the Nets put their foot down and just not trade him and just test the open market? Let me know. I'll be back soon. Peace. If you like what we discuss here on the pod and are wondering how you can engage, whether it's material you'd like to see covered or additional questions and inquiries about the Player Chatter podcast itself, please feel free to reach out to us via email at playerchatterpodcast at gmail.com or check us out on Twitter at Player Chatter. Thank you, and I hope to see you all again next time.